Hello, everyone. This is Dobie Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Zalman Stock from Spotlight Design on the topic of logo and branding. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to help Shluchim have more Aspaka and their Shluchas. My pleasure. Uh, before we begin, I just want to thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Fossman Jewelers, the Smetana Group, and Gift Card Zen. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. And when we talk about branding for an organization, what does that mean? The word branding is a big word. What, what, what do you think about when you, when you refer to branding? Today, branding practically means your reputation, your story. How do people perceive you, and how do you represent yourself to be perceived? Uh, once upon a time, branding meant literally, you know, the, what we call branding today is because people used to brand their cattle. Um, in Yiddishkeit, the earliest branding that we know about is probably the Shvatim, um, who each had a symbol to represent themselves. Um, and branding originally does mean a symbol that people will remember you by. But today when we say branding, it really means a much bigger word than just your symbol, your logo. The word where I would say the best word to define it is your story. Your brand equals your story. Why is it so important? Is it just about looking professional or is it more than that? It's certainly more than that. Um, let's put it this way. Somebody is telling your story. If it's you or if it's somebody else, that's for you to decide. If you brand yourself, and especially if you brand yourself well, then you guide, you tell the right story. If you leave it up to other people to tell the story, you practically have no idea what kind of story they're going to tell. You hope that uh, people well, will tell the nicest story and refer to your Chabad house, your Shlichus, your Polis in the best light and in the best way, but they won't necessarily say the story the way you will. And you want to have control of that story. You want to define the experience. You want to say your own story. So could you, could you list all of the items that branding would or could potentially incorporate? Business card, letter, how does that work? We're, we're, what is branding? A brand certainly starts with a logo. The core of any good brand is going to be the logo. Um, a letterhead and a business card are direct extensions of your logo, but obviously lo your brand extends far beyond your logo and your business card and should incorporate anything and everything that ever comes out of your office or off your desk. Every email, every communication, even your in-person communications should be branded and are actually branded. Whether or not they're correctly branded is a separate question, <laughs> but there's certainly everything you do, is it becomes your brand. So there's nothing in your shlifas that doesn't incorporate your brand, whether you know it or not. You have a Hanukkah menorah. If you just have a little plaque on it that you scribble about the wishes you a happy Hanukkah, that becomes your brand. If you have a more professional uh, sign next to it that has your logo and the copy that you actually wrote um, to match it, that becomes your brand. So everything potentially is incorporated in your brand. But at the core, it certainly starts with your logo and the uh, direct extensions of your logo. 
your sign, your business cards, and those things. So, so you think it really makes a difference when there's a? I personally know, um, you know, there's many spoken web logos that they've just, you know, had in. Um, a friend design someone that, that wasn't professional, or they played around and came up with the um, with a with a logo. I personally feel you could tell the difference, but do you think it really makes a difference to one's community, to one's story, um, whether it's done professionally or not? Depends on the story you want to tell. Some people will tell you, I don't think it's important to send my suit to the cleaners. And I don't think it's important to drive a Menschlicher car, and I don't think it's important. There's no, there's. It could go either way. It depends on the guy's particular schlechus. It depends on he's, on his. If a guy is in a very, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, in a third world country, in a very uh, poor place, if that's your schlechus, you have to be careful about presenting a story that matches. And being too corporate and too polished in such an environment will certainly not be telling the right story. So it really depends on, on that part of it depends on the particular shliach and the particular shlichus. So you can't say that every guy needs a, a super professional brand and that it should incorporate everything, but there's no question about it that in, in 90 some odd percent of the cases, it is very important and people respond differently to proper branding as they do to... I know you've worked with uh, many Chabad houses to create their logos and branding. So when you begin the process of branding a Chabad house, what kinds of things do you take into account? Meaning when you're thinking about the design, how do you incorporate, how, what do you think about in the Chabad house and how do you bring that into the design? There's really two part. it's a two-part process. And this process is unique to Chabad, um, although the general process is of creating a brand is the same whether it's a, a one-man professional a lawyer or a major corporate uh, headquarters with uh, tens of branches. So the general principles are the same, but what, what's unique to Chabad, and I think that's the right thing to answer this question, what do we take into account when we make specifically a brand for a Chabad house, is looking at the story of Chabad as it exists outside of a particular shliach, and then adjusting that story for the audience that this particular shliach is addressing. So the combination of those two things is what we try to look at and then develop that into a, into a brand. So you'll have the general, the general things that are, that are the cloud that exist and apply to almost everybody um, differences would be different type of shlichus. So you have a guy who's specifically geared towards adult education versus somebody who's specifically geared towards children. Those would be different. But I'm talking about a, a general Chabad house. It has to first and foremost communicate Chabad and what what we stand for to to the Olam. And then to do it in a voice that reflects the unique character of the shliach and the unique character of the place where he's in. In fact, sometimes we, 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 you'll, it's, it's noticeable in some brands that you look at of Haman houses where a little too much emphasis is placed on the, on the character of the place, um, much more than on the character of the shliach, but it's more typical to find it in, in logos and brands of Chabad houses that reflect very, very strongly 
the area and the demographic of that particular town or city or state, et cetera. And ideologically, the way we see it from a branding perspective is that the brand has to reflect your schlichus, not so much your destination. So you're responding to the needs of the people in your city, and therefore the voice needs to be the voice that talks to those people. But what it is that you're saying, the message, which is the heart of the brand, has to reflect Chabad and your shlichus. So the voice changes from place to place and from, from type of people, you know, younger people, more professional people, a downtown versus a college town. All those things will change the voice. But at the heart of it, there's, there's really, a, a, you know, the central message that has to come across in all of them. But when it comes to a logo, I believe there's really two parts of it. There's the, the words, but there's also the image. And could you just talk about the difference between those two and, and how they be used differently? We don't, we don't see them as separate. Uh, we see them really as two parts of one, of one whole. You'll have a lot of logos where the, what we call the icon is within the typography and it's within the cop, within the word, and it would be like a logo type, um, and that often represents the brand in that instance to that, for that particular shliach. You'll have other times where the icon is very prominent and has a life of its own, and then the, the text is almost secondary, and, and that follows the it follows the story depending on the story that that's trying to be told. Um, we recently did a branding for Shliach, and uh, you know it may not apply perfectly to this question, but originally going in in one direction based on our interview with that Shliach and the voice he was trying to image he was trying to project. Um, and the town that he's in, he's in a very corporate environment. Eventually, after we sent him a logo and further discussions, and it wasn't wasn't working for him, um, it turned out that the voice was too corporate and too businesslike. And and yes, that defined the place, but it didn't define his voice. And we ended up going in a different direction and changing the logo to a much more warm and soft. And in the end, it is actually a logo type, has very little icon at all, um, as opposed to the first one, which is a very elaborate and modern icon. So it, it all follows the voice and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, once, once uh, a shliach has a logo or any organization, are they stuck to the colors that they make that logo with, or could that change depending on what they're designing? Today, in uh, 2014, we all assume that everything is color. The concept of, of black and white or lack of color is almost non-existent to us. And most brands incorporate color as a very strong element to their brand. Now, any professional designer that designs a logo will certainly analyze it for quite a while in just black and white before they send it to you because they want to make sure that it works on its own and not that it only works because the color makes it work. So certainly a logo has to work without any color. But as far as using it and changing the colors, what's probably the most ideal way to think of it is as follows. My logo works in my color because my color is part of my brand. There are exceptions to the rule, 
when I can't use my logo in its natural colors. And then I either use it in no color, which would mean I use it in white on a dark background or black on a light background or silver if I'm foil stamping it on an invitation. But essentially, I'm using it with no color. Um, and in much less cases to actually change and use the logo in a completely non-branded color. So I, ideally, the colors should remain the same. That's the ideal. And then there's exceptions. You guys have to change it for, uh, you're making a dinner, you're not, you're not going to want to show your logo in, in its uh, natural colors, blue and yellow or, or, or red and gold, might not be the colors of this invitation. Then you use it in uh, a non-color so that it conforms with its environment on the invitation and so on. Okay. Um, now, is, is it ever okay for a Chabados to ever change your existing logo? And, uh, and meaning, if, let's say they think, wow, their, their logo is way outdated. Um, then if they do, does it have to be similar? Should they feel that people are not going to recognize their organization anymore? Have you ever dealt with this? We deal with it all the time. Um, people rebrand probably more often than people make new brands. And certainly all the things that you pointed out are things that have to be taken into consideration when somebody goes through a rebrand. Uh, it's, it's not not exclusive to Shluchim. This is also businesses and other organizations that go through this. Um, you're probably aware Spotlight uh, updated our branding uh, when we moved into our new offices about two, two and a half years ago. Um, and going back to, to the points we mentioned earlier, because a brand is really a method of telling my story or your story or every Shliach story to the people that he's trying to communicate to, when your logo no longer tells the right story, it's time to change your logo. So uh, a logo that might have worked when, when, when Shliach is operating out of his living room may no longer work if he's building a, a multi-million dollar building with, with all kinds of departments and, and uh, programs running through it. So certainly it's very common for a logo to have to be rebranded. Now, when you're rebranding a logo, you have to consider what equity do I have in my old logo and how much of that equity, positive equity, could I carry over into my new logo. So just using Spotlight as an example, uh, we, we did some soul searching into our branding and we found that the things people associated with our brand most were the colors, not so much the shape or the font, uh, or the treatment of it. We had pretty reasonable equity in the colors and very little, perhaps at that point, already negative equity in the font and icon that went with it because it no longer matched our story. We had a, you know, started off as a, a one-man, two-man operation in a Crown Heights basement and Baruch Hashem grew to an operation with 15, 16 creatives and taking on corporate clients, and even the work we were doing for Shluchim and headquarters Moistis was on a totally different level, and it didn't match our brand anymore. So we kept our colors, and we completely ignored everything else and developed that into a new brand that represents our story. So a shliach might find, for example, that, you know, I'll keep the blue because people remember my Chabad being blue, and ignore everything else. Somebody else might feel, you know what, I had a prominent flame in my previous logo. Again, every, guy, every case needs to be 
analyzed and seen if there's any value. Is there equity in the previous brand? What is that equity? And is it Kedai to bring it over or could it be recreated? The fear of people um, not knowing who you are is usually very small. What happens when the name of a Chabad house is very long? How do you get all of that into a logo and still look good? You go to a professional. Um, it's certainly one of the least uh, one of the least favorite things for a designer to create a logo with a lot of text in it, um, and it's one of the greater challenges of many Chabad logos. But uh, everyone is a unique challenge and has to be approached professionally. There's no shortcut. And at the end, it could look good. It could. Um, I will. I will say that there are many times that text that people feel feel um, should be in a logo often turn out not to actually have to be in the logo. Designing a logo and and branding and all could be quite expensive for a Chabad house, especially if it's a newer Chabad house. But uh, could you share why you think the investment is worth it? A logo and a brand is the visual foundation of telling your story. If you want to invest in any parts of your shlichus in your first years especially, you're going to have to make a deep cheshben hanefesh for every penny that you're ready to spend. Um, But you'll find there are things that you can compromise in how you go about them, and there are things that you can't. The things that have the longest potential lifespan are going to be from the things that you cannot compromise on, and a logo is one of those things. Even if you're even if you're just going out on, you should expect to use your first logo that you make for a significant number of years, and you have to make the decision of that investment accordingly. In 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 business, there are certain things that you put down as an expense. Uh, like a one-time expense, and then there are other things that you put in as an ongoing expense, and they're deferred expenses because it's, if it's going to last you five years, you have to put it down in your books as a five-year expense. A logo is one of those type of things. Typically, you know, you'll end up spending more than you're comfortable with, but it's because it's going to last a long time. And in the scope of of the general expenses that the average shliach has, logos are not actually that expensive. So are there any last thoughts that you would like to share with the spoken on this topic? Uh, a last thought, I would say go back to the first thing that we started with. A brand is really much more than a logo, and to put too much emphasis of your brand on your logo means your logo has to carry a lot of weight. And it's much better to think of your brand as a lot of small things that come together to tell a story and try to invest each one as appropriate and as you could afford it, invest in those things. If it's flyers, if it's brochures, if it's signage, if it's your stationery, if it's your emails, if it's your website, whatever it is that you're using to communicate and to get people in the door both in terms of uh, being Makara people and in terms of potential donors, each one of those has to be, you have to decide on each one how much to invest, but your brand is really all of those things and invest accordingly based on where you have the most impact. 
Thank you, Zalman, for sharing with Shluchim about your experiences in this area. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure. I hope it's helpful. And uh, This is Dovi Shapiro. A reminder to all the Shluchim out there, send me your ideas. There's so many great ideas out there, and every time I get an idea, I try to follow up on it. Make it a great week and a free-looking Kanaga. Kind of